We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. It is the 5 o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. And uh, those of you who are regular listeners know, uh, I have quite a few guests on my program. Probably not as many as some talk shows, but... uh, I do, but I'm very careful about who I invite to be on the program. And I've, I, I, I try not to have favorites, but I'm telling you, my guest right now is probably my all-time favorite guest for a multitude of reasons, Dr. Robert Jeffress, pastor of the historic First Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas. Dr. Jeffress, again, welcome to the program. Well, it's great to talk to you, Bob, and uh Thank you for your nice word there. I guess now I'm going to have to pick up the check Monday night at that Italian place. I can already feel it. Well, I, I got <laughs> I got I got really bad news for you. We're not going to be able to have sopapillas at Abuelos. They closed yeah, that know, baby down. <laughs> I can't believe you're still coming to Columbus. I had to pray about it. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Robert Jeffress is the keynote speaker for our Pastor Appreciation Breakfast coming up. A week from today, May 3rd, at the Bridgewater Conference Center. And uh, Dr. Jeffress, I I honestly do not know of anyone, I'm being serious, I don't know of anyone who is more busy than you are, who has a fuller calendar than you do. So why would you squeeze us into your incredibly busy schedule to come and speak to pastors? Well, Bob, everybody's busy. I I recognize that. And uh, Columbus is such a great uh, place for us. Ohio's a great place for Pathway to Victory. Your station is such a great partner in ministry and Pathway to Victory. So I've been looking forward to this for a long time. And I'm coming to talk about a very important topic, and that is preparing the church in America for what I believe is the coming persecution of believers. The same persecution that other Christians are suffering around the world is coming to the shores of America. In fact, some would say it's already here, and I'm going to be talking about that and how we as Christians should prepare for it. Well, the last time you were here in town, you and I had a lengthy discussion about that, and it's so true that very few people are talking about the probability, not the possibility, but the probability of real persecution coming to America. And as you just said, not many pastors are really preparing their churches for that. Why do you feel that is so important? Well, and I'm going to try not to preach my message here on the (laughs) show. But I think it's important that we, you know, understand uh, the nature of persecution, how it happens, uh, the fact that it doesn't happen all at once. It's incremental, and that's the one thing I would share with your audience. I mean, you know, people roll their eyes. Some people do when I talk about the persecution of the church. 
we're not being persecuted. You know, we're not being rounded up and, uh, you know, hung or put into the firing squad. Well, that's true. It hadn't happened yet, but it never happens that way. It didn't happen in Nazi Germany that way. It was incremental, the persecution of the Jew, Jew, uh, the Jewish people. Uh, the the uh, extermination of the Jews was the final stage. It was the yeah. final solution, but it wasn't the beginning. So I think we need to know how to handle it. And what we're going to do Tuesday morning is look at the first case of persecution against the church from Acts chapter 4 and how Peter and John responded to it. And there's some great lessons for how to respond in the 21st century. Dr. Jeffress mentioned Pathway to Victory. Pathway to Victory airs 11.30 to 12, 11.30 to noon every weekday here on WRFD. And we count it such a privilege for uh, WRFD to be the Columbus home for this wonderful program, Pathway to Victory. And again, registration is going to close probably this evening for the Pastor Appreciation Breakfast. There is still time to register, but time is running out. Uh, Dr. Jeffress, I love your church. Uh, My wife and I have such a long, long connection many years ago with First Baptist coming there in our formative years of our ministry when Dr. Criswell was there and had those great pastors meetings. So I've always loved First Baptist. How is First Baptist doing? How has COVID impacted the ministry of First Baptist Church there in Dallas? You know, uh, the church is strong. We're at about probably 90% of our attendance pre-pandemic, and it increases every week. And uh, we have new people joining the church. Look, let's all be honest. It's been a rough two years. But what we have discovered is it's really expanded our ministry with our online presence. It used to be we would have, you know— Six, seven, eight thousand people watching online. I think last week it was over two hundred thousand watching wow. still online after COVID. So we've reached a lot of new people through it, and we never would have chosen the pandemic, but God has taken something like that and used it for good. I'm just personally curious: Are there changes that you made uh, at First Baptist because of COVID that will continue? That you're yeah, going to. You, we're having that discussion every week, just about in yeah. staff meetings. There are some things we are lifting, uh, but there are other things that uh, we're keeping. I doubt we will pass an offering plate any longer. You know, we didn't do it because of COVID for a while, and people just migrated to uh, dropping their gifts off and in uh, online giving, and it didn't change our giving a bit. So I think there's some things that probably won't come back. But one thing that will always stay true of our church is for 154 years, we've been a church built on the Bible, and that will continue to be our foundation. And real quickly, when when you survey American evangelical Christianity as a whole, are you encouraged, discouraged, or something in between? I am not encouraged. I don't see any evidence of a great mass revival breaking out. Instead, I see, 
evangelical Christians becoming more like the world than the world becoming more like evangelical Christians. I think, uh, you know, I don't think there's any great groundswell in numbers of new people coming to the faith. But the good news is Christianity has always been a minority religion, and we do better when we're in minority status. It only took 12 men to turn the world upside down for Christ. So what I think is happening, Bob, is the committed are becoming more committed. Uh, The lukewarm are becoming more lukewarm. We don't have that mushy middle as much as we used to. I agree, and I share your uh, cautious—I'm not pessimistic, but— I'm, as you are, I am seeing so much compromise of truth in order to impress the world. Right. And let's be clear, and I may talk about this Tuesday. The world, the reason we're in the shape we're in as a culture, whether it's the transgender agenda or, you know, uh, gay marriage or abortion, I mean, it's not because of uh, non Christians. What do you expect non Christians to do except act like unbelievers? Right. It's, luke, it's lukewarm Christians who have not stood up for truth, who've not pushed back against evil. That's the world, our reason our country's in the shape that it's in right now. So we're in the midst of Laodicea. We are. And and the good news, here's the optimistic news. This is playing out just like the Bible says it's going to play out. So we shouldn't <laughs> so, be so, so true, so true. Uh, the coming of the Lord could come tonight. I would miss seeing you on Monday, but we would meet somewhere in the air. There's a good restaurant up there somewhere. (laughs) Dr. Robert Jeffress, pastor of the historic First Baptist Church of Dallas, the host of Pathway to Victory that airs 1130 to noon every weekday here on WRFD. And he is coming to Columbus. He will be speaking at our Pastor Appreciation Breakfast Tuesday morning, one week from today at the Bridgewater Conference Center. There is still time to register, but probably today is the last day that you can register. Dr. Jeffress, can't wait to see you again. Look forward to it. See you next week, Bob. All right. God bless you, Dr. Robert Jeffress, and we will continue. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. I can't wait to um, see Dr. Jeffress um, Tuesday. Actually, I'll have the privilege of seeing him uh, Monday night. We're going to have dinner together after he uh, gets into town. And, And speaking of that, I just have such enormous respect for him. He, uh, you know, I've said this before, we don't play golf every week. We're not best buddies, but uh, he has become a dear friend. He he really has. And uh, he is such a humble man. When you just sit down and talk with him over dinner table or in the car, we've spent quite a bit of time in cars around Columbus and, and he, he does love Mexican food, and Abuelos here in Columbus at Easton was his very favorite, because they have those in Texas, and he loved these sopapillas, uh, which I did too. Uh, anyway, he is such he's such a humble man, and 
what I when I said I don't know of anybody who is busier than he is. I meant it. I've never known anybody who is doing as much as he is doing. He's writing books. He's pastoring one of America's largest churches. He's on TV all the time. Uh, I have never had him turn me down for an interview. Uh, His secretary, Carolyn, is such a sweet lady. Uh, I email, hey, can I I get uh, Pastor Jeffers for an interview? It's never longer than two or three days. It's just just incredible. And uh, he's flying into town Monday evening, and he's flying coach. He's pastor of one of the largest churches in America. He is one of the most visible Christian leaders in the country. Who has not heard of Robert Jeffers? Who would not recognize him? And he's flying coach because, well, anyway, uh, it's going to be a great morning, Tuesday morning. Make sure your pastor is there. Make sure your pastor is there. In contrast, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because it's just not worth it. But contrast a very humble man to uh, the pastor of the Kingdom of God Global Church in Michigan. His name is Pastor David E. Taylor. Yes, the church he pastors is the Kingdom of God Global Church in Michigan. His name is in the news again. It has been in the news on several occasions for scandalous activity. Did I mention he pastors a church in Michigan? Well, he just bought an $8.3 million mansion in Tampa, Florida. Did I mention he pastors a church in Michigan? Yeah, but he just purchased an $8.3 million mansion in Tampa. He bought it from one of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers co-owners. Yeah, just a little house, 28,893 square foot. Well, that's in the main house. Then there's a 3,000 square foot guest house. Yeah, Uh, it has 10 bedrooms, 10 full bathrooms, three half bathrooms, 14 fireplaces, and what every pastor needs, a ballroom, a wine room, an executive library, a five-car garage, several uh, terraces, and at least two or three swimming pools. Yeah. In Tampa, Florida. Did I mention he pastors a church in Michigan? Yeah, I think I think I I think I mentioned that. Uh, he uh, one of his uh, claims to fame is he said he raised a woman from the dead. Uh, he was in court back in 2016 for financial corruption. This time, back in 2016, he was in court because he had just purchased a 2.8 million dollar house in St. Louis. Well, he had to have a place to take his staff for retreats. So what pastor doesn't need a $3 million house in St. Louis when you're pastoring in Michigan to take your staff for a retreat? And I am certain he has good plans for this $8.3 million mansion in uh, Tampa, Florida. 
Wow. Hey, I love I love this story. Um, I tell you this all the time. Don't be embarrassed that you believe the Bible. Have you ever read Revelation chapter 4, verse 3? John is receiving a vision of heaven. In this vision, he is transported to heaven, and he is describing what he sees. And in Revelation 4, he describes the throne in heaven, and he says there is a rainbow round about the throne, a rainbow all the way around the throne. Now, those words were written 2,000 years ago. Well, scientists discovered several years ago, within the last century, that rainbows are actually full circles. We just don't see them all from the ground, but they are full circles. And it was a huge discovery. Well, the Bible talked about that 2,000 years ago. Now, why do I even bring that up? A story that has gotten a lot of attention, a rare photograph atop the Space Needle in Seattle, a full rainbow. And an article in, uh, I believe it was USA Today, uh, headline, How did it do that? Rainbow spotted atop Seattle's Space Needle goes full circle. And it's a lengthy article outlining the scientific evidence for the fact that rainbows are actually full circles. We just hardly ever get to see it. And nobody got to see it until we had helicopters, airplanes, and now we have drones and so forth. And there's a lengthy scientific explanation in this article about how rainbows are actually round. Well, people would have read their Bibles. They would have known that 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Can I repeat it just one more time? Don't ever be embarrassed that you believe the Bible. Never, never, never. Eventually, true science, and I'm talking true science, eventually true science catches up with the Bible. In time, in time. 